Welcome to episode 282 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. And I am Ollie Spake and I am coming once again from Darawal country. And Mel, how are you? I am very good, Ollie. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm also doing well, thank you. Another parkrun day gone. Uh, How was yours, Mel? It was very enjoyable. Lots to be happy about this weekend, Ollie. On Saturday, I was at Warrandyte River Reserve Parkrun, also on Wurundjeri Country, for event number five. I was joined by fellow adventurers Brendan Peel, Jodie Maisie, and Irene and Path Bomber Canty in a field of 94 participants. The course was a double out and back along the Yarra River and in 70th place, I was well back in the field. (laughs) There were a few inclines to attack, but the pain is short-lived and obviously rewarded on the return with the downhills. This course is complicated by the fact that the trail is also a popular off-leash dog track and at that time of the morning, there were plenty of locals out about with their pooches. I was very happy to be adventuring once again with the pool cleaner, a.k.a. Paul, (laughs) and afterwards (laughs) we enjoyed brunch in Warrandyte at Now and Not Yet Cafe in the main street. Sunday morning I was at Ainsbury Heritage Trail Juniors and excited Mm -hmm. to play host to Mossman Parkrun co-ED Dorota Asenio with hubby Alex and kids Josh and Freya. I last caught up with Dorota and Alex on our Singapore park run in September of 2019, and although Freya was too little to take Mm. part, Dorota volunteered as warm-up leader and funnel manager, and Josh ran the course with Dad. (sighs) I was also excited to discover Abby and Hannah in attendance unexpectedly, and after a coffee at Birdie's Cafe, enjoyed a wander around Ainsbury's monthly market. As an aside, Mm. this morning being Anzac Day, Paul and I attended the local women's footy to watch and cheer Abby's mum in her game with the Point Cook Bulldogs. And, Ollie, it was my second visit of the season and I am very much enjoying the extra community involvement in the local football league. Oh, nice work, nice work. Um, I hope you're a good luck charm for them, Mel. Mm, Not today, let's just say. Fifty percent. That's that's still yeah. It's still good. Yeah. They played with heart, Ollie. Yes. They played with heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, it sounds like a a pretty fantastic combo of a weekend, Mel. The the obstacle course of the off leash dogs had me there. Um, do, do the dogs find their way onto the course much over there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly, yes, because yeah. it, it's it's a trail, so. To paint the picture, it's not like it's open field Mm. where the dogs are in one area and the park runners are running along sort of an edge. It is literally a path and runners are coming up and back because it's an outback course, so runners are coming up one way and back one way mixed in with local walkers with their off-lead dogs that are coming along and, yeah, there's not a lot of room. So, Yeah, it's a little bit tight and I did have to stop in my tracks and pivot at one point to try to get around a dog that ran across my path. So, yeah, it's a little bit tricky but uh, not impossible and everybody's aware. Yeah, 
that's it. That's local conditions. Uh, I think it sounds like one of the highlights of the the course there. Your, your other <laughs> park hopping. runs with yeah, with dog hopping. You've got, you've got your deer at some of the other fantastic, well known park runs we know of. And uh, I was just watching the video time lapse of the uh, new and upcoming Jindabyne Spot and Rec park run with the kangaroos. With the kangaroos, exactly. So uh, yeah. dog hopping. Yeah, I think it, it fits in with a. A, a pretty decent club there. It makes the courses unique. Yeah, That's and it. we have to share our parks with local park users. We know that, and it's just part of it. We yep. deal with it. We're not racing for um, sheep stations. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, if if we need exclusive space for park runs, then we we ain't going to have many park runs. So um, that's that's quite okay. Oh, good work, team. Sounds like a pretty successful park run weekend. Thanks, Ollie. Yes. What about you? Uh, me. Um, yeah. Look, I was in familiar surroundings back at Shell Harbour, and we almost had a dry day. Almost. <laughs> so it was. <laughs> It was nice to be out on Friday morning enjoying the the dry ground and the the dried up mud, but uh, alas, there was a bit of overnight rain and it was once again the slip-a-thon. And fortunately, everyone stayed quite okay, but uh, yeah, a bit of mud and a lot of fun. I was volunteering. I was timekeeping this week, actually, and I was... uh, a little taken aback when I arrived, Mel, because um, we had a visitor turn up who had been visiting from uh, somewhere in the Melbourne area. He introduced his name as Steve. What? He rode. <laughs> and uh, look, I, I I know that you know, I'm sure that there's more than one Steve with a bicycle from Melbourne that likes parkrun, but it had me for a moment, Mel. So, um yeah, it was not Steve's bike. Well, this has confused me. It wasn't Steve's bike because it was not uh, my Steve's understanding bike. is Steve's bike was home in Victoria this last That's Saturday right. gone. Although he has alluded to, as we will hear later on. That's right. Venturing further afield in the next week. Mm. So you, you've confused me just slightly. So <laughs> it was a random guy called Steve who turned up on his bike and you got very confused. That's right. Yep. Yep. I feel like I've I've effectively conveyed my confusion by your confusion. So uh, yeah, <laughs> but a good park run day. That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. What were numbers like? Reasonable. Eighteen volunteers and uh, a couple of park runners. I think we had one hundred and twenty-four finishes this park run day, unless that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> it was somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah, still very well supported and. Um, uh, enjoying the fact that our, our Duke of Ed kids at Shell Harbour are running the ship. Oh, that's good to hear. And they've got their ability to contribute back. Yes. Yeah. But, Ollie, um, a bit of feedback from last week. Oh, yes. In last week's Consolidated Club Report comments, Graham Wilkinson let us know that we had previously incorrectly stated Air Park Run was in Wales. When in fact it's in Scotland. Yes. So whoopsie. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's um that's a pretty fundamental one. Graham also <laughs> gave us some pronunciation tips for Rogget, which we appreciate. Always happy to get a bit of feedback on correct pronunciation because yes. we get that incorrect frequently. Yes. So thank you, Graham. We do appreciate you letting us know, and welcome to the Adventurers Club. Oh. 
Let's see. We might need some more pronunciation tips after the Consolidated Club report this week too. But, uh, yeah, please keep them coming. I think Graham's going to come in very handy. <laughs> yeah, this is my opportunity for education here. So, uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it and appreciate it. And, Mel, I understand there have been a few more goings on around the parkrun world and, and, in fact, a bit broader than the parkrun world, more so the Mel world. Can you tell me what's going on? I would like to invite everybody to attend the Festival of Mel <laughs> on the 14th of May at Tool and Creek Park Run. <laughs> Probably most people would assume that this has been something that I've instigated. In fact, it isn't. In fact, <laughs> no? uh, I have had nothing to do with the Festival at Mel at Tool and Creek Park Run. It's a happy coincidence. I was actually planning to be elsewhere on that day. I have now cancelled my plans because how could I not be at the Festival of Mel in my own hometown? I had to be there. So I have also alluded to the fact that there is a lot of Mel's in Meltown and I do jest when I refer to the local council area of where I live, which is Melton, and I refer to it as Meltown because there happens to be a lot of people around this area called Mel, yeah. and they're not all Melissa's like myself. There's a lot of Melanie's. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. But there is just a ridiculous amount of Mel's around, and so that's why I have come to jest of it being Meltown, mm. not as some might assume uh, just trying to name the locality after myself actually has nothing to do with it. We like to take Melfies because there's often multiple Mel's at a location. And, uh, yeah, so this is really exciting. It's, yeah, on the 14th of May. Okay. Going to fill the volunteer roster with as many Mel's as possible. So if you are in the uh, western suburbs of Melbourne and you know a Mel who may or may not be interested in joining us for the Festival of Mel, let them know. Mm, mm. Put out the word. We need to raise awareness for all males. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it's 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 a remarkable event, and uh, I'm still not not entirely buying it that you're not involved somehow. But nonetheless, <laughs> I wasn't. I promise. <laughs> this could have come in handy a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken, Mel. Uh, As in uh, a, a coordinated event to have a Mel at a park run. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> When I needed to get a Mel and a Scotty at an event to uh, earn my right onto the Channel 5 News crew, yeah, that burns me deep. <laughs> cuts me deep, Shrek, cuts me deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, uh, it's bound to be a good day. I, I am sorry I won't be there, but uh, I trust that you will enjoy really? it. you can't come? Jeez, Ollie, I'm always coming to visit you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mel. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Uh, Send a Scotty. <laughs> yes. However, um, maybe the segue is that uh, you, you may be in the vicinity up here in August, which is when the City to that Surf is. is correct. <laughs> yes. And we have now got 10 registered participants in the Adventures Club for City to Surf. That's really exciting. Mm. And we are spanning all the waves, Ollie, spanning all the waves. We are going to have people running up in the, I don't know what you call it, they don't even have a colour there. We've got E-Man. Yeah, the supersonic segment. He's so fast he doesn't have a colour. Yep. <laughs> yes, let's call him supersonic. <laughs> all the way down to myself and I have elected to run this year 
in yellow yep. predominantly because I've lost all my fitness and uh, I think I might just enjoy the experience. Mm. I don't know that I can run 14 kilometres. Mm-hmm. So I think I might just dress up and trot along and take photos and just enjoy the atmosphere. I'm hoping the Smurfs will be back and there'll be gorillas and, you know, all the things. Hopefully it's bigger and better better than last time. It'll be wonderful to have it back. Um, and I'm sure that for many of our listeners that would have taken part in the City to Surf, you know, you've all got fond memories. It's a spectacle and yeah, I look forward to seeing all the all the the Smurfs once again as well, and the gorillas. Great to have some adventurers on board, and uh, I guess the question is just uh, where where are we going afterwards? I don't know. Uh, we've already had a suggestion about a pre-event location yep. for a photo Ooh, yes. at the War Memorial, yep. which I believe is in the vicinity of the area where the City to Surf begins. Absolutely, yeah. So in, in the park there. Maybe we'll just have to have a picnic on Bondi Beach. Let's just have a group jump shot on the beach or something. I don't know. We can workshop that. Yeah, and a swim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it's a good day. Yeah, yeah, the views are spectacular throughout and uh, the hills, the hills are great too. So, uh, yep, get on board. Don't tell them about the hills. <laughs> no, no. Let's not talk about the Got hills. Got to enjoy the hills. People talk about Heartbreak Hill like it's the only hill. My experience, I've ran City to Surf five times, mm-hmm. I believe, actually in on location in the last two we've done virtually, but from the time you leave the start point, you are running uphill until you get to Bondi Beach. <laughs> Is your experience any different? Uh, that's my recollection. There could be a slight exaggeration in that. I don't think so. But, yeah, there are some big stretches of uphill earlier in the in the course and then, of course, you get to that halfway point virtually and that you head up the big hill. But even as you um, you carry out the final half, there are a few a few inclines there that keep you honest. See what you're basically describing is uphill, 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 well, and uphill, and, and omitting the uh, <laughs> you actually start by running downhill, several other downhills in the first seven k's, and then uh, yeah, it's it's one hell of a downhill to finish off. Oh yeah, that's pretty short. Yeah, though. before it just takes you on that little little nasty what do we call it? It's almost like a, a coat hanger head takes you around the yeah. bend to give you that bonus uh, distance just when you think you're coming straight into Bondi. That bit when you basically run past the finish line and have to turn around and come back to it. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Got to love that. Who would make someone run past the finish line and make their way back? To- <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I've had that criticism lately. Um, it, it'll be lots of fun. <laughs> lots of fun. I think so. But... We need to raise money, Ollie. We, we, you know, we just got no budget. We've got no budget with this podcast, and I've come up with an idea. Mm-hmm. So I've got to run it past you. Okay. We need to crowd fund some petty cash. Excellent for next year's Palm, and you know these kind of events. Whatever we need to be able to do, we need a fine system. <laughs> okay. Um- there you go. You just clapped. <laughs> I heard you do it. <laughs> Everybody heard you do it. I'm not editing that out. There you go. That is exactly what I'm talking about. You are just find a dollar, yeah. put it in a jar. Uh, I'm, I'm now the uh, the new sponsor. Yes, there we are. So every time I talk over you, you can find me. Okay. Yeah. Every time you clap, I can find you. Uh, what else can we find? Our, we can find our listeners, Ollie. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love that. I'm sure there's something. Yes. Yeah. I know. 
I'm pretty sure we workshopped this. What did we come up with? Oh, look, Adventurous Club membership has been a contentious issue for some time now. I'm reasonably confident we, with all the, the new members of the Adventurous Club, uh, we've had a lot of people listen. So finding them, eh. but hey, it's, it's an option. So if you post in Dazzers and you haven't joined the Adventurous Club, a dollar in the swear jar. <laughs> well, it's not really a swear jar. What are we going to call it? We need a name for it. We'll have to workshop that now too, yeah. Okay. Oh, so much work. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, if you post a photo and your parkrun flag is back the front. Oh. <laughs> A dollar in the swear jar. Yes. And if you have any other ideas about what we could uh, use as fines, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. put it in the comments for the pod. Let us know what you think. Yep. If you go to a launch, Ollie, <sighs> oh, double points, double demerits if you go to a launch. Is that going to put our listeners off? Get in touch, guys. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm sure we'll find a way to to crowdfund some money through those measures and uh, we'll gladly take some more suggestions. Uh, But moving swiftly along, Mel, I've got a question. Yep. Are you a world tourist? No. No, no. I am not, Ollie. No. Are you? Uh, No, no, I'm a long way from it. Uh, Well, halfway. But uh, exciting times that world tourist royalty is coming our way. So... After we were so lucky to have Sam uh, with an interview recently, she's done it again and has been able to uh, spend a bit of time with Cass Castleton. So, Mel, should we have a listen? All right. Hello, adventurers. It's Sam Schroeder here, and I'm lucky enough today to be chatting with one of, if not the most experienced participant of parkrun adventuring in the world. I've got the privilege of speaking today with Cass Castleton, who, thanks to the magic of the internet, is joining me from his home in the UK. Cass has completed 440 parkruns at 209 events across every country that parkrun happens in. I believe that's 20 21 countries, but we'll check with him. Can I start by saying hello, Cass Castleton, and welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Hello. Now, Cass, having checked out your stats, I feel like I have about 1 million questions I'd like to ask you, but Mel and Ollie have given me a time limit. So, can I start by asking you to go right back to the beginning? What was your first Parkrun and how did you hear about it? Uh, How did I hear about Parkrun? This is a bit of a weird story. I was doing a job with a guy and I had been told a few weeks before I had diabetes so I was trying to get fit and run and I was I said to him it's disgusting how much it costs you to go and do runs in places and he said have you ever done park run I went what's park run and run around a park (laughs) for 30 minutes he talked to me about park run I was honestly thinking will you shut up it is a run around the park I went and had a look at Brighton and Hove park run and 10 years later, I've morphed into him. And if you mention to me about running, I speak to you about park run for 30 minutes, if not longer. And I see the reason he was so enthralled in it. I did look at your stats and assume that Brighton and Hove was your home park run. You've done 119 park runs there. Can you tell us about Brighton and Hove as a course and as an event? At Brighton and Hove Park Run, it was my home park run, but um, I then changed to Hove Prom. Brighton and Hove is a two and a half lap one, brilliant course, 
brilliant core team, brilliant people there. But some of them went over and started Hove Prom. Reason being, Hove Park was getting too big. Okay. Too many people. I mean, there's, I think, six now or seven in Brighton and Hove because of the amount of people. So I went across to Hove, um, Hove Prom to help them, and I've now I think I'm on 88 there as well. Wow. And that's on the flat. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and not only have you done a lot of park runs, but you've also done a lot of volunteering. I was really impressed with your volunteering stats. According to the park run website, you've volunteered 302 times across 20 different roles. Can I ask you, what is your favourite volunteering role and why do you love it? Two of them, to be fair. The first one is the adult park run. It's guide running. Oh, lovely. Absolutely love doing the guide running. I'm a slow runner myself. Back in the day, I was doing 24 minutes. Now it's 34 minutes and a taxi drive. But <laughs> um, I'm a slow runner, so I tend to guide people who are new to parkrun. And it's brilliant actually helping people get out there and being able to go and do running and run. So that's what I love about it. Really do love the guide running part. And juniors, it's all of them really. There's not one I could pick out. It's just seeing the enthusiasm and the enjoyment the kids have when they uh, complete the park runs. Oh, that's really lovely. In Australia, we have VI Guide, which is supporting people with vision impairments. Yeah, that's the correct, yeah. That's so awesome. I think that's fabulous. I'll, I'm, that's one I haven't tried yet. So, obviously, in the introduction, I talked about the fact that you've done 440 park runs at 209 events in 21 countries. So, at some point after you tried somewhere else, can you tell us about the beginning of your tourism adventures? Well, to be fair, I didn't realise tourism was a thing. I just travelled to different park runs and it wasn't until I completed 40 different runs I was told about touring and different groups. And so that's what I did. I, I really didn't know there was actually a thing called tourism. I just did it. I just went around different park runs and run at them. And as I said before, Brighton Hove, they started one at Preston Park, so I went there. They started one in Maidstone, and I live in Tunbridge Wells, so Mason was close, so I went there just because they were starting and give them a bit of support because back in them days, going to the first park run wasn't a problem. It was supporting them. Yeah. You know, and then I got to about 40 and someone said, have you ever actually heard of the park run tourist groups? I went, no, what are they? <laughs> <laughs> and then when I looked on it, it said, you need to do 20 to join the UK one. And I suddenly thought, well, I've done over 40. So you're well and truly already in yeah. the gang. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So how many different UK park runs have you done now? That That's a stat I didn't look up. To be fair, I don't actually know the figure to that. That's okay. I'll put you on the spot with that question. Lots. The answer's lots, I expect. Yeah, is lots. It? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so out of all those lots of UK park runs that you've done, what would your top three park runs in the UK be and why? Wow, the top three. That is the most hardest question to ask ever. And I don't think I can answer it. No, I can't answer it because I, I, I just believe that they're all brilliant and they're all unique in their own different way. You turn up at a park run and you get something different every time. So if I said this park run was great because of the core team there did this for me, actually that's not quite true because the core team at every park run does the same sort of thing. Did I like the course because it was a muddy course and we had a laugh? Well, at most park runs, I do the course and we have a bit of a laugh and a joke. So there's nothing I can say that would make one park run more important to me than any other one. That's 
actually such an awesome answer. Thank yeah. you so much. I really like that answer a lot. At some point, you took yourself overseas. So I'd love to hear from you about your first overseas park run and whether you went overseas especially to do a park run or there was some other reason. Nope. My first park run was Malahide in Ireland and I went there specifically for the park run. I flew across on the Saturday morning early, got off the plane, taxi to the park run, run the park run, back to the airport and flew back. Oh, wow. So that was the beginning of my world touring and going around and doing park runs around the world. I was going to ask you next if you could tell me about your top three countries that you visited for park runs, but given your previous answer about park runs in the UK, maybe it would be better to ask you, do you mostly go overseas specifically to do a park run and then come home again? Or have you had um, some trips that have done you've done other things while you were there? There's a couple of answers I can give you that. First off, there is a couple of park runs that um, have been really, really important to me when I've been across abroad. One of them is Zari. I only bring mm-hmm. up Zari for a reason. Five years ago, I lost my son, who was a park runner. He was 15 years of age. I'm so sorry for your loss. And he was going to come across to Zari with me to run the park run. Um, I'd already done it once before, and he wanted to go there because um, Neka Otanga, who was a New Zealand park runner, he had met in New Zealand and wanted to see her again. And when I got there, I spoke to the run director and said, look, I lost my son a few months ago. Is it possible if I could scan his barcode when I finish? Oh. And he said to me, I'm really sorry, but we don't do that because we'll have the problem of other people would come up with excuse, and I understood that. Yeah. I was stood on the start line, and he came over to me, and he said, can I have your son's barcode? I gave it to him, and he ran with me oh. with my son's name. Oh, Cass, that's beautiful. So, so yes, when I when somebody says to me, what is your favourite part run abroad? It has to be there. That run director, just unbelievable to do that for me. He ran with me, and then he scanned it. For my son. That's beautiful. That's a very yeah. special, very special experience. I totally understand why yeah. uh, Why that's your favourite international park run. And and as I said, I'm very sorry for your loss. And as a mother of two children, I can't imagine what it would be like to lose a child. So you have my, my heartfelt sympathy. Thank you. I guess you must have had all sorts of unusual travel experiences and perhaps understanding each other in countries where English isn't the language spoken. So can you tell us about an unusual parkrun experience that you've had? Yeah, a Swatini. I booked my flights to a Swatini or Swaziland when I booked it. Right. Because it then changed to a Swatini as a country name. I flew across, got off the plane to discover that during the time I'd booked my flight to when I flew, the king or the president of the country please i apologize if i've got it wrong king or the president um decided that the royal airport would be now the national airport and the airport that was the national airport would be the royal airport so i ended up about 40 miles away from where i expected to be when i got off the plane my hire car was there but unfortunately there was no wi-fi and i had to beg in the airport for someone to let me log into their wi-fi just to download a map so I could find my way to where I had to go, got out on the road to discover that the road that I was supposed to be on the map was 
shut. Oh, no. So it was all guesswork and trying to guess my way through until it kept picking it up on the map on the phone and then dropping it off the phone and coming back on the phone. But eventually we made it there and did it. And then I got there and unbeknown to me they'd arranged for the times newspaper to come and interview me oh gosh so a swatini times newspaper came and did a big interview with me oh that's cool yeah yeah yeah. so i suppose that's probably happened a few times to you has it when you've been traveling around that you've been interviewed and people are excited to have you visit uh yeah people do get excited when you've you visit and that mean malaysia um harry the guy who does part run over in Malaysia. He invited me over and he got me to do a speech at the beginning of the park run, which he hadn't told me before I got there it oh. was going to happen. <laughs> but he said, would you give a quick speech at the beginning? So threw me a little bit, but yeah. Good on you for getting it done, <laughs> unprepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that trip you just told us about sounded pretty complicated, but I was going to ask you if you had any particularly eventful world tourism adventures to tell us about. Adventurous ones? Um, I think Finland would maybe be one of the adventure ones. I went to Finland. It was icy, snowy, freezing cold, and I started to panic. It was going to get cancelled. Luckily enough, when I got there, they realised I'd travelled away from the UK and they adjusted the course for me. So it was only about the first, I don't know, three quarters of a kilometre that was okay to run on the rest of it was ice oh. and normally they would cancel so we ended up running out back out back and it was about three or four times out and back just so we could get the 5k in so they didn't cancel in any way shape or form wow just because i traveled there you know gosh that's very kind of them and moscow also i went out there and that was in 2014 they'd never seen visitors back then in parkrun and they met me at the airport, took me to their home, put me up, even gave me someone to run the park run with me in case I got lost because I couldn't oh, speak the language. Wow. And then they took me on their underground and their speed train back to the airport. I'm not sure whether that was to show me the train or just to get me out of the country. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> But no, to be fair, really lovely people, and I'm still friends with a few of them even to this day. Oh, that's so cool. That's yeah. lovely. So one of the reasons we're talking is because you have an upcoming trip to Australia. But before you tell us about why you're coming to Australia very soon, can you tell us a bit about previous trips you've made to Australia? Yeah, previous trips. I was um, in 2014, I think it was, I was over at St. Peter's and then shot straight across to do New Zealand to do Lower Heart and complete the part running each country in the world. Well, that was before they decided to add more countries back then. And it was only when I got to Lower Hutt, and again, I met Neka, who is a female world tourist, and we used to, at the time, compete who's doing done every country in the world, to be told that Singapore had just joined oh. the park run. <laughs> so, oh, that's good, because I actually landed in Singapore on my trip out there. So I had to go back to the UK and then shoot back out again. And then in 2019, I again come over and I did Yokin and Queenbian. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I, do you know what? I'm not sure what the correct pronunciation of as a pretty bogan Aussie, I would probably say yo kine, but that's probably wrong. But you yeah. certainly got Queen Bien correct. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I met John Story, who I think is one of the ambassadors out there in his family. Yeah. He hosted me for a day and took me around Perth. Lovely. And showed me many sites. And as we've 
mentioned a little bit plenty of times before. I'm, I'm ex-military, and he took me to a site where it showed me where the Australians have got all the trees down a road, and every tree's got a memorial to military people that was killed in the Second World War. Lovely. Which was brilliant, absolutely brilliant to see that sort of history and our respect for the guys that uh, fought for the country. I bet, yeah. We just spent Easter in Canberra, and we walked up and down Anzac Parade, which is the road that um, at one end is the War Memorial and at the other end is Parliament House. And if you get to Canberra, I'm, I'm going to ask you any moment about where you're going when you come to Australia, but if you get to Canberra at any point, that's a pretty amazing experience as well. Yeah, that looks like something that might be on my list at some time, yes. So as I've said several times now, you are about to come to Australia. Can you tell us about why you are coming to Australia and what you'll be doing while you're here? Well, I don't have any plans. That's the first thing. I don't have any plans for what I'm going to do whilst I'm in Australia besides the park runs. Reason for that is um, I'm sure that most people now in Australia know and around the world that we've got a Park Run World Tourist Group, which I actually created myself. And there's a load of um, Australians over there that are part of that group that are meeting me on different days and going to take me out and show me around and point me in the right direction to what to see. Oh, wonderful. Well, I think it's better to let locals show you stuff rather than go to the visitors' places. Yes. I think you'll get to know more. But park run wise, I'm hopefully doing. Oh, here we go. I'm going to pronounce this wrong and then get told <laughs> off for it. You won't. <laughs> yeah, on the 7th of May, I'm going to Yarra Bil- Bilba, is it? Yes, that sounded all right to me. Yeah, on the 7th of May, I'm going to Yarra Bilba to complete my fifth park run alphabet. Oh, wow. On the 14th of May, I'm hoping to go to Queen Elizabeth Casino. I got that one right, I'm hoping. Definitely. Can't really go wrong with Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, I would have been in trouble if I'd got that one wrong. Yep. And then on the 21st of May, I'm going to Yo- Yowie. Is it Yowie or Yowie? Yowie. Yeah. You need to really widen those vowels. Yowie. Yeah. <laughs> Yowie. Okay. And that is to complete my six park run alphabet wow so you are four alphabets in and only yep. missing your y for fifth and sixth That's and how correct. close to seventh will you then be um seventh is a bit impossible at the moment okay because obviously we've still got people closed down with uh, covid because i need another y a z and the other ones are very simple to get which i'll finish but i right. think i've only got about five to complete a seventh and that is the only uh, possible amount of alphabet, seven. Wow. Well, that's very impressive. I am so grateful to you for chatting with me today. Um, I am going to wrap things up now, even though we had talked about potentially um, some more questions, but as usual, I've added enough chat to this to make it longer than the time limit Mel and Ollie gave for me. So I will I will wrap it up here. But thank you so much for having a chat with me today, Cass, and have a wonderful time when you do come to Australia. I know that some of my parkrun friends are indeed in your world tourist group and are looking forward to spending some time with you when you're here. So have a fabulous visit. Thank you so much for joining us. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Another great interview from Sam and Cass. Great to hear from you, Cass. We hope you enjoy your visit and uh, very impressive stats you've got there. Working on your sixth 
and seventh alphabets. <laughs> yes, we can only dream. But, uh, yeah, no, look forward to seeing um, more of the adventures as you go on. Oh, Mel, can you believe it? Again, we've got mail. You've got mail. We do, Ollie. Oh, and this week we had an anonymous email. Can you believe? Uh, I can't, really. I mean, I get lots of uh, anonymous emails, generally speaking, but but not to the adventurer's box. It's like spam. Well, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think this one's like spam. No, because it is a poem. And just because we can't do poetry justice, we've got somebody to read it mm, for us, basically. Mm. Yes, uh, the individual who... Yeah, obviously shall remain anonymous. The Poet Laureate themselves. So let's have a listen to that now. Palm 2023 in WA, it must be. After being closed off for nearly two years, this makes it the perfect opportunity, it appears. New South Wales, Tasmania, South Australia and Queensland, it's been. Perth must be next, even the hosts say they are keen. On the west side and across the Nullarbor Plain, some may even venture across on the Indian Pacific Train. A place where you can enjoy the glorious sunset each day with so much to do outdoors you often don't need to pay. The world's sunniest and windiest capital city, Wajak Noongarland, it is ever so pretty. With 46 park runs on offer, easily fill your challenge coffer. Some may wish to join the Peel Club, with a south near many a Frio pub, with plenty of seas if you wish to be a pirate too, or Monday if you climb to see that city view. Explore the home of the 21 Grand Final, Optus Stadium, climb the roof or watch a game sitting on vinyl. Dine at Australia's largest, the Canfield Pub, maybe even stay in the CBD, being the central hub. Venture over to Rottnest Island for those who would like a treat. See the quokkas and stunning beaches you are in for a real treat. From Fremantle, the Swan Valley region and Kings Park to Cottesloe Beach, the Swan River. Trust me, you won't see a shark. The borders are open and it's time to visit. Pack your bags and don't think to miss it. If I could advise... Book your flights early before the prices spike up and go to Curly. WA is ready for Palm in 2023. Park runners alike, it is ready for you and for me. So what do you think of that, Ollie? Uh, there's a pretty strong play coming from WA. <laughs> yes, it is, isn't and it? And we haven't had... Yeah. Do you want to find me? I just talked over <laughs> you, you again. You did, didn't you? Yes. All right, we're even. There I we did. are. But go ahead, Mel. Oh, um, we haven't exactly had any bids coming in from the other mm, states. Mm. WA seems to be the only state with a strong bid for Palm Twenty Twenty Three, and and we will need to we will need to make a move on this soon. I think there will be flights, there will be plans. Mm. There's a decision mm. imminent. Let's just say yes. They seem to want it over there, so you know. You've got to go where, where you wanted. That's absolutely right. No, look, I, I'm going to have another listen. I've got some notes down. Um, there's some nice ideas in there too. So I think it throws up another dilemma that if it were in WA, where? where? So many options. Yes. Thank you, Anonymous Poet. 
we take that on board and we are open to suggestions. Yes. Which is the most appropriate WA location for a potential palm were we to go there? Mm -hmm. But, Mel, that's not the only mail we received. It is not. You are correct. Who else did we hear from, We heard from Paddy Oshimo. (laughs) And, uh, yes. Absolutely we did. What did he say, Ollie? Uh, Is that another dollar in there? That's another dollar, isn't it? Oh, I think I'm talking over you this time. This this is getting confusing and uh, very expensive. (laughs) He said, hi, Mel and Ollie. I've got to say, I find the podcast theme music quite snappy. Where did this music come from? Is it specially written by your music department or is it from some other musician? Just curious. Regards, Patrick. This was a very good question, Ollie, and one that we were not necessarily qualified to answer. This required us to go back to the source, back to our original hosts, specifically Mm -hmm. Scotty. Scotty, is he Scotty from marketing? (laughs) (laughs) It's very close. (laughs) Not in this case, no. In any case, Scotty let us know that the music, the intro and outro music was actually purchased from a music website. So that's where that's come from. However, the stings, in inverted commas, are from his mates, Yeo, and a guy in Miami. Well, I don't really know who the guy in Miami is, and I didn't actually know what a sting was, but I am now educated. That's right. The stings are those short little segments of music that we play between our interviews and um, our roving reports. Yeah. So thank you, Patrick. You ask a question, we all learn. That's how this works. And um, thank you to the help as well, Scotty. I hope I said yeo, right? It's probably yow or something like that. I've probably completely got that wrong. (laughs) I'll put a dollar in the jar. (laughs) But someone whose name I like to think we get right a lot of the time is Dazza. And, uh, of course, we were back at Dazza's this week where he said on Monday, all of Australia and New Zealand will pause to pay respect to those who served and those who paid the ultimate sacrifice at Gallipoli in our nation's first major military action during the First World War. We also pay respect to all who have served in wars since that day. Dazza would like to pay respect to all servicemen and women who did and do serve their countries in the most noble profession. Dazza also knows that on this long weekend, a lot of parkrun adventurers will have taken the opportunity to have a bit of adventuring fun. So come on in, place your order and share your parkrun stories. And one such parkrun adventurer was Brett Bailey from New Zealand. Good morning, Dazza. Ice on the windscreen before a sunny Pegasus with Brunner. He had lots of pit stops today to check his P-mails after a week's absence while we were touristing. He gave a local cat a hurry up halfway around the lake, home for a spa and leftover hot cross buns. We will attend our local Anzac parade on Monday. And thank you, Brett, for sharing a photo with Brunner on course. Not at the point of hurrying up the cat. Still got hot cross buns from Easter. Good work. (laughs) We also heard from Sonia Polman, who had the most likes this week for her tourist post. Thanks, Dazza. We were a bit excited to have a four peas at Park Run together. We enjoyed roads in Sydney for the first time. Lovely welcoming course. Off to brunch and park faff now. Toodles. And there was a photo. Count them P1, P2, P3, P4, all together. 
and that's pretty good to see. Lovely. I trust they had a great time. Also having a great time, Rebecca Bailey. I've got the Bailey shot. Yes. <laughs> At home this week, after a sunny week of work in Jindabyne, it was time for a home run today at Shell Harbour for two of the three Windang clan. The third is working this weekend. I managed a fastest time this year at Shell Harbour with a 26.55 securing a position token 23, but not a stopwatch time. Turns out I needed a 57. Housemate Lance Zilches got a PV. Again, thanks to all the volleys off to base, bake some Anzac biscuits this weekend. We're interested in how you'll pronounce Lance's last name. And yes, I had read that first. And sorry, Lance, that butchered it. I have to apologise, Ollie. I was actually given by our um, our team, mm. Team Schroeder, had given me a tip on the pronunciation when that post had gone up. And I'm scroll, 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 scroll back to see if I can find it. But actually, Sam and I chat a lot Mm. and it's way, way far back and I'm not finding it. Oh, I have. So my my other guess would have been something like Zetas. Zildjust. Zildjust. Okay. All right. Zildjust. That's going to take a lot of practice. But uh, like I said, Sam and I chat a lot every day. So that was way, way back on my Facebook message chain. Anyway, that's all good. Uh, And well done to housemate Zildjust. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Beck. Thank you, Lance. (laughs) But, Ollie, achievement and tourist this week goes to Bernadette Bennett ran my 300th parkrun at Musrulbook at Musrulbook's Karula Park parkrun's fourth event and regained my Hunter Regionaire status. Well done, Bernadette. On the tourist front, Bruce Purdy. Morning, Dazza. We have a fabulous week planned in South Australia and we'll be attending the dawn service in Victor Harbour. This morning was all about touristing and specifically alphabet touristing to claim the last but not the least, V. We reckon the Goolwa-bound steam train was celebrating that too. As for next weekend's South Australian park run, we'd love to hear some suggestions, please. And thank you to everyone that chimed in with a few ideas. The, the ideas flowing the other way this time. Bruce showed a video of his steam train heading backwards, yeah. possibly. <laughs> I had to look at that again. It did look like it was heading backwards, which I suppose is... Entirely normal. I did see a photo that Bruce posted today of his dawn service on the beach, looking out towards the sea. It looked like a lovely place to be for Anzac Day morning. Mm. But Ollie, for a naughty this week, we heard from Steve Warwick. Oh, Dazza, I've got no adventures to relate this park run Saturday. There are no cancellations to prevent us attending, just isolation because we tested positive. So we had a cuppa and a slice of chocolate cake supplied by church friends all by ourselves without the friendly post-parkrun cheddar. While missing our parkrun family today, we were overwhelmed by the love shown to us by Luke and Sam, who parkrun streaked for us at the entrance parkrun. That Luke ran a PB for me has set a high challenge for me to now try and replicate. And what a nice thing that Luke did there, Ollie. 
He ran a PB for Stephen. It was lovely. Yeah, it was. And well done to Luke. Yeah. Thank you for supporting each other and, and uh, Sam and Luke for, for sharing the love. And, yeah, we do hope that uh, Steve and Val are doing much, much better by now. Hopefully about to get back to a park run. Out on the tourist front, Heather Morgan drove four hours to Melbourne, visited Cascades on Clyde to grab a 35 for Wilson, which bumped me up a number, and an 83 towards the Cow Club. I love a boardwalk, and with this one, you get to go on it twice. Hurrah for smaller park runs. Another tourist having an achievement this week, Adrian Homburg. A bit late for coffee today, maybe a hot chocolate. Today was a very good day. Aurora Parkrun today, 35th different event. Managed a few achievements. Prime and Wilson number 59. Another A for the Namely Challenge. A new bingo number. Best finishing position of number four. And best of all, a PB by 45 seconds. Well done, Adrian. That's fantastic. Well done. Over in the UK, Phil Olsen, 150th. Different event at Brundle. I believe that's a thing and a half. I like the play on the words there. Well done, though, Phil. Yes. Good work. And in the USA, at home and volleying, Jeff Glab. Hello, Dazza. We had 26 finishes at our fourth birthday celebration under sunny skies at Joe Creason. It was our first birthday celebration since 2019. We had tourists this morning from Charleston and Lily Parkruns and our first stroller, I think you would say pram or buggy, since before the COVID pause. Yeah, we say pram here in Australia. I ran my 50th. My daughter Charlotte was the run director and my wife Sarah was the tail walker. It's going to be very hard to top this one. And Jeff shared a photo of his team with the parkrun flag. Yes. Yeah. Great to see and uh, yeah, fantastic effort. Congratulations on the 50. Now, Mel, back to my confusion. Steve's bike. <laughs> Dazza, I went around the parkrun course, meaning to take it easy, but went one minute faster than planned. Not wanting to be discouraged, I should be pleased. Crept past my father early. Really enjoyed our runs. Even the cool morning ensured many a PB. Keeping to a promise, the windmill photo will follow. I'm currently heading north. Hopefully, Ollie will have more success next week working out where I've been. <laughs> and very hard to convey an acrostic poem over the audio medium. So uh, <laughs> for anyone that hasn't seen that in Dazzers, uh, go and take a look. It might make more sense there as to maybe what the clue could have been. Uh, but Steve's bike, I am now slightly more confused. <laughs> He's heading north. And, and and a bit concerned with, with my name mentioned and, and not being at home this weekend. Mm. I don't want to miss it. How far north is he going? I don't know. Is this the point that I say wouldn't recommend bicycles on the Shell Harbour course? But, um, yeah, that's, that's another matter. Mm-hmm. Um, we will see. You never know where he will pop up. Well, Ollie, um, time to announce an OB win. I haven't forgotten today. <laughs> That's right. Do you have the envelope, Mel, or do I? Oh, okay. Yes. Let me have a look in my pigeonhole. Perhaps it was placed in my pigeonhole. I'm just reaching. Oh, yes, under 
my footy fixture, <laughs> there is an envelope. So let me open it up. Try not to rip it like you did last week, Ollie. Yeah, oops. Sorry about that. Okay. This week's Obi goes to... It's Jeff Glob. I can clap for that one, or if I just <laughs> clocked up five bucks. Well done, Jeff. Fine, fine, fine for Ollie. No, well done, Jeff. Happy birthday over there to Joe Creason. We love hearing from our friends over in the USA and especially like to celebrate our volunteers. So that was really exciting. And you had visitors from your surrounding park runs, which is also fun. Yep, that's what it's all about. That was great. Well done. And a red shirt. Yes, that will feel good. That was a fantastic Dazzers once again. Thank you, everyone, for getting in touch. I think uh, between all the suggestions for for park runs to visit and uh, all of the achievements out there made me feel like I'd actually been somewhere other than Shell Harbour for a change. Maybe next week, Ollie. Yeah, that's right. It's coming. It's coming, Mel. That's the plan. But in the meantime, some people who have been on the roving front, our roving reporters have chimed in, so it's time to catch up with them. And our informant. G'day, everyone. Cam here. I'm back. I found the microphone again. Hooray. And what do you know? I'm about to put my foot in it again. Open up a can of worms. Know what happened last time? I got my ass thoroughly handed to me, but try, try, try again, I suppose. Now, what do you think makes a tough park run? Is it, say, a nice one kilometre section of grass right in the middle of it to sort you out? Or a lovely stretch of beach sand? Or, God forbid, an entire park run on beach sand? Eesh. Or, or is it when the vertical gain of your park run starts looking like a running distance? Well, I'm about to have a crack at WA's entrant for Australia's toughest park runner and probable contender. I'm in the Perth Hills and I'm at Mundy Regional Park Run. Now, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with Park Run Australia HQ. I'd like everyone to take a look at the name of the gardens where this particular park run starts. Hmm? Hmm? And, and Mel and Ollie, I think for the benefit of the listeners, you might need to put that in the show notes or something. Anyway, that whining aside, this is going to be cracking. Uh, we are on the hills, in the hills, on the steps of the hills, and we're about to go running through them. It's going to be fun. All right, everyone, I'm here with today's tail walker, Cassie. Cassie, g'day, how you doing? I'm very well, thanks, Cam. That's great to hear. Now, I'm wondering what you think is the toughest park run that you've done and why it's tough? There's a couple to choose from, to be honest. I don't know whether I would go with today's park run, Monday Regional, mainly because of the elevation and the pea gravel makes it a little bit difficult. Elevation and pea gravel, gotta love a bit of pea gravel. Oh, you know, anything that can cause you to maybe fall over and land on your bum. Ankle snappers, hey? <laughs> it makes life interesting. <laughs> Otherwise, I guess Mount Clarence might be, but again, that's an elevation thing, but no pea gravel. But that's a downhill. Fastest downhill ever. <laughs> Fastest last K. You always get a PB on that last K down Mount Clarence, it's fantastic. 
Uh. Um, otherwise, no, I reckon I'd have to go with Monday. Just for the hills? Just for the hills, because I'm not a hills person. I like flat. And yet you're here. <laughs> Sucker for punishment. <laughs> hills build character. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm doing it because, you know, I want to make my husband suffer because he's here too. Yeah. <laughs> you're mean. <laughs> Well, you know what? If he's going to come along, I'm going to make him work hard. Fair enough. Okay. Thanks for the chat, Cassie. Have a great run. You too. Thanks, Cam. Okay. I'm here with... Bradley Holland. And where are you from, Bradley Holland? Uh, from Shell Harbour in New South Wales. Shell Harbour? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, Shell Harbour? Yeah, say it. Yeah. Yep. Shell Harbour. Okay. Excellent. We're just trying to get the, the Shell Harbour factor up a bit this t episode because Ollie's a bit sad that it hasn't been mentioned very often. Okay. So... I've been asking people, what would they consider the toughest parkrun that they've done and why? So, Bradley, what do you think is your toughest parkrun? Well, it's got to be Shell Harbour, of course. Um, running up the hills, down the hills, and then back up the hills to the finish line really gives your legs a good workout. Excellent. You wouldn't happen to know a man named Oliver Spake, would you? Of course, yeah. He's very well known in Shell Harbour and one of our great run directors. So he likes hills too? Loves them, yeah. Can't get enough of them. All right. Well, thanks, Bradley. And uh, have a good one out in the track. Thank you. You too. I'm here with Ian, today's run director. How are you going? Yeah, very good, thanks. Always good to get some new people along to park run and enjoy our uh, slightly different okay. course. Slightly different. Yes. So uh, tell me about Monday Regional Park Run. Um, Monday Regional Park Run started, well, just pre-COVID really, probably three or four months before that. Um, we're up to event number 90 now. Uh, it was born by um, Jeff, our event director. Um, Abdul had a lot to do with making the course as well. Um, it was difficult to get a course set up that was gonna be okay for park run without downhill starts and basically as safe as we could make it, but also as hard as we could make it, which is what we've come up with. I think you've uh, excelled in the, the hard aspect. So uh, what made you choose these particular hills here? Um, basically, the, the, the way it was originally set up it was going to be off the waterfall unfortunately with the shire there's been a lot of work over there and those footpaths are basically used every single week so for us to have a weekly event there probably wasn't going to be a good go whereas monday regional park has been we were pretty much allowed to go wherever we liked and the shire organized the car park for us so it was kind of a no-brainer really and it was jeff and abdul that pretty much picked the route i think it was reverse first and then the last hill was seen as probably too dangerous. Yeah, going down that downhill would have been very interesting. <laughs> so some people find it easy, some people, yeah. The, the faster you go, the safer it is, basically. You reckon? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've got serious escalator vibes from that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very similar vibe. But again, the, the escalator is the same thing. If you go down it quickly, it's actually much safer. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't feel like that when I did it. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for putting on a great event today, Ian, and uh, hopefully see you around. Yeah, certainly will. Thanks again, Cameron. Cheers. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Sarah on the west side, and I'm checking out Lake Claremont Parkrun. And this morning I'm here with Cameron Story, who is achieving his 400th Parkrun. Congratulations, Cameron. Thank you. Very big achievement. Can I just ask how old you are? Uh, I am 18. That is very impressive. So how old were you when you started Parkrun? I ran my first Parkrun when I was seven, I think, in 2011 over in the UK. Wow, awesome. So obviously you um, must have completed, that's right, some different Parkruns in different countries. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Um, so I think off the top of my head, I've done 
I think over 70 different parkrun courses in uh, many countries, including the UK, Australia, USA, Denmark, Sweden, and Singapore. Wow, that is very, very impressive. And yes, you've still got many years ahead of you. How did you get into parkrun? When uh, we were living in the UK, Dad decided to uh, take up parkrun, um, as I'm pretty sure he just started uh, running as a challenge from his work friends or something like that. Eventually, he started doing parkrun from that. Um, I was playing football at the time, and I just asked if I could come along. So uh, I start, started off small, training, running along the canal, and then uh, doing half laps at multiple lap parkruns. And then, uh, yep, in October of 2011, I did my first parkrun at Bramall. Awesome. Um, I'm sure at that age, if my dad had have said to do something, I would have done the opposite. So amazing work. I know this is going to be a tricky question, but could you tell me maybe some of your top parkruns or something that's maybe stood out on your parkrun journey? Oh, some of my favourite ones, I've, I've got to be biased, I've got to say Bramall is one of my my first parkruns, just, just a beautiful course in the UK. Uh, Perry Lakes, one I'm current run director of, um, and my current local parkrun, brilliant course, and two of my favourites here on trail, uh, Mundy Regional Parkrun and Margaret River Parkrun. Awesome, well Mundy's a 215 metre climb, so that's quite impressive, or elevation, <laughs> quite impressive. Um, I was going to ask you if you would like to be, or you're going to step up and do run director soon, but you're already doing that. Yep. So in the future, Cameron, do you think that maybe ED could be for you? I'm actually currently co-ED of a parkrun, about to be set up at UWA. Ooh, so a new parkrun in Western Australia coming sometime in the future? Uh, hopefully sometime this year. And does that mean we'll have a U in Western Australia? Maybe. Woohoo, very exciting. Congratulations on your 400 park runs and I can't wait to see what happens in the future with you. Thank you very much. So I'm here with Terence Chia, who today has achieved his 25th volunteer. Congratulations on this achievement, Terence. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for letting me have the opportunity to share my park run journey and also my volunteering side of the park run. So yes, uh, I always have been getting so much out of parkrun. So for me, volunteering is one way that I can give back. So I always believe in this philosophy, you know, give and take. So I've got so much benefits from parkrun. I think volunteering is just an awesome way to give back. So congratulations on the 25 again. So which would be your favourite volunteer role, do you think? Um, it's a bit of a mix. So I tried photographer once. I think that's quite exciting because you get to brighten people's run and when they see your lens they will actually you know give you a smile when they're grimacing and going through that run you go like come on smile for the camera you actually can quite lift the game for them so I think photographer is one of my uh, favorites but I've only done it once and what about um, the volunteer role that you've probably completed the most I think I'm still trying to balance them, trying to do the V-index, so I'm a bit uh, of a numbers person. Okay. So I have a bit of a four or five. I think one that I've done the most, a few of them, would be the scanning, the timer, uh, tail walking. And so do you think when you're volunteering, you're not missing out, right? You're getting or gaining just as much as if you're participating yourself? Yes, I think that's one thing about parkrun. People really just always want to get on the course, you know, getting participating. I think one, one way to look at it is, you know, if you don't volunteer, there's no park run. So 
Yeah. I think that's the basic premise of it. But you know, rather than being transactional or you know looking at it in a negative way, I think one of the ways to reframe things would be to actually say, hey, you know, you might have a busy week or you you're doing other sports. So, you know, a, a volunteer gig would just be a chance for you to rest and also. Still belong and be part of the Parkrun family, and and giving back, and also putting smiles on people's faces, and people do appreciate the the work that the volunteers go through. So, yeah, I would say once in a while, you know, things would get really tiring. Put your name down for a volunteer as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for all of the volunteering that you do for Parkrun to keep it running. Um, and I know that some of the Parkruns are struggling with volunteers at the moment. So it sounds like you've just sold it to us and how important it is and you're actually still yeah, feeling uh, worthwhile and like you're giving back. So thanks for all that you do and enjoy wearing the um, purple shirt. This is The Informant. These are unofficial stats. They are only current at the time they are collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. Fan mail this week from Bruce Purdy. Bruce writes, Good morning. Now before we start, when is it ever good morning? There are two types of morning people. Those who bite your head off because you dared to greet them before they had their morning coffee. And those that wake up with sickening chipper as though they have just eaten the whole box of Krispy Kremes. Obviously, I am the exception to the rule, a moderate equilibrium. Anyway, Bruce asks, which state or territory would have the greatest number of alphabeteers? And is it based upon the numbers of letters available in your state, or the distance and frequency of travel? As much as I try to avoid the alphabeteers, on account of the relentless missing X discussions, being more boring than an adventurer's podcast staff meeting, I feel I need to keep my one fan happy. 358 runners have completed the alphabet. Queensland, 212. Victoria, 61. New South Wales, 58. ACT, 9. South Australia, 8. Tasmania, 4. Northern Territory, 3. West Australia, 3. There are six park runners we can say were the first to get the alphabet. Greg McLaughlin... Russell Johnson, Carolyn McLaughlin, Samuel Hardy, Aaron Hardy, and Michael Schultz, who were all on hand to collect it at the launch of Zilmere. Neil Barnett was there the week after, and Brendan Peel the week after that. Nobody has ever got the alphabet in the minimum 25 runs, and nobody has got them all in the alphabetical order. So there's a couple of challenges up for grabs. The quickest anyone has got the alphabet is 27 runs. That honour goes to two Victorian park runners, Eric and Christina De Silva. I think that covers part one of the question. I suspect part two is a question more of geography than mathematics, in that the only Z park runners in Brisbane. But maybe we'll leave it up to the punters to answer. Why are Queenslanders three to four times more likely than New South Wales and Victorians to have their alphabet? Can't be just distance to Zilmir. If you want to see the stats in full, you can find them at theinformant.me. That's www.theinformant.me. Or look for The Informant on Facebook. This has been The Informant. And my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. 
Ollie, two great reports coming to us from over in the WA and our informant, but hang on a minute, an alpha-only report? Um, what? Where, where was the rest of it? Is that all there is? Yeah, can you check if there's another file? Okay, I'll, I'll go and have a look. Uh, no, that seems yeah. to be it. So okay. what's going on? We've we've had half-assed art and now we've got a half-assed stat report. Yeah, it's across the office. Well, not across the office, but uh, <laughs> yeah, certainly in a few spots. He's off his game. We all have bad days. Maybe we better check in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure everything's going okay. Might be something going That's on there right. behind the scenes. Mm. In any case, roving reports were good. Yeah. Some highlights, uh, but uh, there was a bit of a bone to pick there about Mundy. Does Cam have a point about Xantharia Trail? I think he does. Being the starting location. Not only that, Ollie, but the claim of Mundy being the hardest mm. park run with the vert, mm. I think it is widely accepted that it is. Cam, we're giving you that one. Oh. We take on board uh, your dismay at your previous claims <laughs> that were shot down. We're sorry about that. Remember when Cam was claiming that it was hardest to be a, a statesman in WA and we kind True. of went, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do, I do recall that. But I think as Cam has highlighted, there are absolutely some some real challenges over there in WA. Uh, Mundy has got to take the cake. Yes, no, we're giving that. We're paying that. Absolutely. I, uh, of course, would like also, to go and sample it to be sure, but yep. Oh, did I get another fine? <laughs> That's okay, Mel. I'll get plenty. I'll catch up. <laughs> yes. I was going to say we also had uh, some help out there upping the SPF this week from Monday. Yeah. Good job, Cam. Thank you. The call out from Brad. Yes, and good job, Brad. Um, look, yeah, it was a surprise to see a name and, and hear a voice that's very familiar. And look, uh, he's certainly a fast park runner. Um, so well done, firstly, on the uh, the first place finished at Monday. Gee. But Mel, just, just a quick bit of context. He's obviously often a first finisher back at Shell Harbour. He comes from a family full of athletic and volunteering prowess. Yeah, his uh, his siblings and his parents have been wonderful parts of our, our family over in the, uh, the Shell Harbour community for years. He was actually one of the Shell Harbour parkrunners who inspired me into parkrun volunteering. Brad was the timekeeper at my very own first parkrun and whilst injured, he completed his first 25 parkruns just as a volunteer, which I shouldn't have put the just in there, but having never parkrun, right from launch day. And it was about, I think, seven months before he finally recorded his own first parkrun. So, uh, yeah, well done, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, he, in fact, he got his, his volunteer 25 club membership before he ran his first parkrun. That is amazing. But we also uh, had another great report coming from Sarah from the West Side. And yes. Yeah, we're loving your report, Sarah. Thank you very much. Yes, a very strong WA representation. I think as we've seen. Moving along, Ollie, it's time to get some stats from our Adventurers Consolidated Club report for this last Saturday, the 23rd of April. 
So from a total of 172 members, we had 141 members who took part at 96 different locations. 14 events in the UK being Southampton, Halifax, Market, Harborough, Long Eaton, Upton House, (laughs) Rygate Priory. (laughs) Does that sound right? We think. (laughs) We think. Rushmore, Drewridge Bay. Brundle, Tooting Common, <coughs> Ludlow, Frickley Country, Peel, and Henlow Bridge Lakes. In New Zealand, we had four events at Lower Hutt, Millwater, Pegasus, and Cambridge, New Zealand. South Africa, we had two, Roses and Still Bay West Beach. And in the USA, there was Roosevelt Island, D.C., and Joe Creason. Locally, there were adventurers at 31 in Victoria, 17 in New South Wales, 13 in Queensland, 5 in South Australia, 2 in Tasmania, 1 in the ACT and 1 in the Northern Territory. So another clean strike coming from Australia, but also, Ollie, yep. both islands in New Zealand. What representation? It really is uh, uh, some strong adventuring coming. 96 different locations, two weeks running, I think. It is, yes. We didn't grow this week, sadly, but high hopes for next week. Well, next week, are are we going to boost the numbers? Are we going to boost the number of park runs that Adventurers Club members are at, Mel? Wow, what I probably didn't actually add, Ollie, was the highest front this last oh. week was at Warrandyte River Reserve, where I was, with six <laughs> adventurers. Well done. But perhaps next week we might top that, Ollie. I am adventuring. I am heading your way to Picton. Yes, I do believe there's a bit of a shindig going on. I think there is a shindig. That is, is that an Australian saying a shindig or is that a british terminology i'm not sure of the origins but in any case let's shindig on (laughs) at picton with our very own sam schroeder who has triple milestone to celebrate that we are both adventuring to celebrate celebrate with her even Hmm. yep and she has magnificently managed to line that up with picton's birthday celebrations as well so i have no idea how she's managed this ollie let's go through it she's running her 100th park run Mm -hmm. she is managing her 100th volunteer Mm -hmm. it is also her 100th time of being at Picton in Mm. either a volunteer or a running capacity, all happening on Picton's fourth birthday. Yep. Is it fourth? It's the fourth. Like, kudos. Who can arrange those milestones to line up? (laughs) I'm not smart enough to do that. No, that's got to have been some spreadsheeting or um, very detailed planning nonetheless. Or a very strange stroke of luck. (laughs) Maybe there's luck in there. I I think it's got to be coordination. But uh, look, thank you. And and thank you, Sam. Picton's my nandy. So uh, looking forward to ticking that off too. So we'll be back together again next Saturday morning, Ollie. Hopefully there will be a lot of adventurers. I believe there will be. Looks like we will probably blast the uh, numbers for the Consolidated Club Report front. 
off the table. Yes. Time will tell. That's right. But I am aware of quite a few adventurers that are going to be coming along. So that's exciting. Can't wait for that. Very exciting. But Mel, I, I suppose that's it. It's um, time to wrap up so that you can get on a plane before too long. And uh, next Park Run Day is just around the corner. So look, as as always, everyone, you can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. But that is it for another week. And we'll see you all next week for more adventures. morning I didn't expect to see you at juniors um it's because mum wasn't here so I thought I'd come oh anyway <laughs> excellent what position did you come today I came number 20 <gasps> we had lots of kids today at juniors yes what was your favorite thing um running with summer ah uh. and I kept on when my friend summer found this stick I kept on freezing people oh <laughs> with a stick is it magic yeah. stick freeze Mel's right now frozen. Unfreeze. Oh, Done. Thank you. Okay, now what do you want to say? Bye, everybody. Stay safe. Thanks, Abby.